Welcome all of you risk takers and the truth seekers to the podcast Life the Butterfield. I'm at my home, it's almost midnight, but it's a true pleasure to speak with Dr. Z. We had a Dr. Z recently on our podcast, and as we know, the world is going crazy. So we need a more happiness, we need an expert who's going to guide us to be feeling more happier. Welcome, Dr. Z, and how are you, Dr. Z? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me, Mario. You're welcome, Dr. Z. Look, I know that we spoke a few weeks ago, and I'd like to ask you, uh, first of all, thank you for coming back again, and uh, thank you for finding time. And I'd like to ask you what's changed in your life between the, our last conversation last night to today. Oh, my goodness, a lot. Uh, a okay. lot and a little. Uh, a lot for me, at least. <laughs> so uh, this week, I am actually giving the last draft of my book to the editors. So yes. I will lose, I will lose control of the book at this point. And then, you know, this snowball of printing and doing last things will happen. Um, and has been very emotional for me because, um, this is my baby. <laughs> Another yes, baby. I saw, I saw, so I dropped you. I know that in, um, one of your posts, and that's the reason why, um, I was, come in touch with yourself, I need to come back to you again, because you said that you're very emotional, you come to chapter 23rd, and you say like you're very emotional, can you explain to us why you're emotional, and you know, I understand you wrote the book, but it seems to me it's a more, just the words, emotional. So, when I started this book, I started this book trying to escape burnout, trying to find myself, uh, to give myself a reason to exist, uh, to keep going. Um, I was furious in many levels, uh, thinking about, you know, injustice and, and, and what was going around the world, especially I have to admit that was more related to the world of medicine, uh, the things that happened, uh, around COVID and, and a system that I believe is absolutely broken. Um, the one that I was trying to escape from. Yeah. And I was also very upset with myself uh, because I admit that I was compromising the well-being of my family, my mom, my dad, my kids, my husband, uh, and even my, myself, like... I was in a point that I was not only not taking care of myself, but I was really fighting with with myself. It's like, is this ethical? Is this correct? Um, so I, I started the book like this. And what happened during the book that I thought that it would be kind of psychotherapy for me <laughs> uh, is that, uh, yes, it, it was really a way to vent a little um uh is that i started uh to meet amazing people uh those that i interview and many that i didn't have the pleasure to interview i met them later but that were guiding me through the process and were supporting me and and helping me to discover not only who i was or how to do things better but also to give me a reason to continue in this journey of helping others so uh this became a community collective journey where I made a lot of good friends. I met new mentors. 
Um, and I started to understand that this was not just about me or my family or those that are around me, but this is about all of us because we are suffering as a community, as a world. You are in absolutely the other extreme of the world. And, and I understand that you can empathize with things that we are going through in this country. So we as world, we are suffering and uh, burnout is not anymore a diagnosis or a concern that attacks individuals. I believe that as a world, we are burned out and we need to recover. Well, that's, that's, that is full of, full of emotions, what you're saying. I mean, you listed a number of things you're concerned and... Um, you know, obviously that you feel that you, you let down your family or maybe your friends or something like this. But I'd like to ask you something so very interesting that you met in your mentors. And it looks like you're not afraid to have the mentor. Even, even you are highly educated. I mean, you're a very educated person. And yet you're saying um, with, the, with the dignity and with the, with the, with the joy on, his, on your face, a smile, I met a new mentor. Why you're not afraid to say you are looking for that? You have the mentor, somebody like yourself who is highly educated. Because being highly educated means uh, to have diplomas or certificates, right? Or go to a yeah. school or a university, whatever we want to call it, have a master. That doesn't mean that you are emotionally highly educated. And many of oh. us, we have been growing the, with this intellectual right um yeah. education uh but we didn't necessarily grow uh emotionally and in the way that we interact with others or that we uh take care of ourselves and uh, as a physician and yes very educated with three specialties and other stuff masters and etc yes I, I was uh, successful in my iq profile if you want to call it like that <laughs> my eq my emotional intelligence was lacking of a lot um and i didn't even notice it because i was comparing with others that grow up in the same way that i did mm -hmm. so um uh, I thought that what I was doing was normal and was okay. Uh, yes. I discovered that was absolutely wrong. And that's the reason why many of us in, in healthcare, we are suffering. And that's why the numbers of depression, burnout, suicide are unbelievable and unacceptable. And uh, I don't feel afraid to say that I don't know or that I need help because I mean, why? It's it's okay to be non-perfect. We are humans. Yes. We are not robots. Yeah, <laughs> and I we are supposed to be non-perfect, right? Like that's okay. The problem is not if you are not perfect. The problem is, are you ready to stay no perfect, or are you ready to at least improve a little here and there? And I am craving for improving. Craving <laughs> okay, for we get <clears throat> in our last conversation, and you uh, mentioned this again. Um, seems to me depression is taking toll on uh, health workers. Do you mind to share something more about this? Because, you know, world itself needs the help. But we are all going to help professionals like yourself. And I always ask myself and I ask you, if you're helping us, who helping you? So how what do you see with depression happening 
in the health system in, in the environment where you are, USA? Uh, I want to say that probably what I am seeing here at, in the U.S. is happening in many other countries. I have been uh, lucky to interact with people even in the U.K., um, Latin America, etc. And, and we, we see this happening around. Um, however, I will bring numbers from, from my, my country because those are the ones that I, I know. Today in the U.S., we see more than 60% of physicians being burned out, which is, is, is really scary. We need to understand that burnout means that you are not efficient in the way that you work, right? At the end, that, that's yes. exactly yeah. how, how you represent burnout in your daily, in your daily practice, in your daily yeah, life, yes. meaning that 60% of physicians or more are not being efficient in the way that they are treating patients. And not because they don't want to or because they are mean or they are not prepared, right? It's because they are in some way sick. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> and, and that affects the complete community. And, and that's why I, I am trying to raise awareness about what you just said. Who healed the healers? And, and it's time for the community to take their portion of responsibility on this problem because at the end, each of us, we will be patients one day. <laughs> yes, I agree with you. That's reality. Or one of our friends or daughters or parents. So we should care about what happened with physicians, nurses, physician assistants, uh, physical therapists, and etc. This is not just physicians. This is the healthcare workers. Yes. So the community don't they don't care about us. The people that will be affected is them. That's that's reality. And if if patients don't start being part of the team with physicians and healthcare workers and start to advocate for the healing of the healthcare system, who will take care of them? That is true. And how the community can do this, Dr. Z? How the, how, how the community can help you guys in, in, in the health system? How, how they can help you, the healers? So I believe that number one and the easy way to do it, where you don't yes. have to do nothing more than, you know, be kind. It's, it's impressive uh, to um, <laughs> share stories where patients aggravate nurses or physicians or any yeah. other healthcare worker. And I don't want to dismiss the frustration that patients have. They have a good reason to be frustrated the system is broken so for them to get an appointment for them to wait for hours to see a doctor sometimes to get months uh, until an appointment for them for referrals or to have the test done is a nightmare but this is not our fault this is the insurance this is the pharmaceutical this is the manager Right, the CEO. This is not the doctor. We don't do a scheduling. We don't That's decide true. if your insurance will pay or not for this test, or if the old, the pharmaceutical will call, will um, 
the price of this medication will be $1,000 versus $1. It is something that we don't control. And at the end, we pay for it. <laughs> I have no idea why. And I understand that the patient feels frustrated. But the truth is that I feel upset too. And I feel frustrated too to have the power, the intellectual power to take good decisions, to have the heart to take good decisions and to hands, have my hands absolutely tied because the system does not allow me to have autonomy yeah. to take the right decision for my patient. So I I am not against my patients. I am part of my patient's team. Sadly, many times patients don't feel that way because they don't know what happened in the background. And I believe is that we can work together with our patients and our patients can understand the amount of pressure that we are going through. And instead of, you know, exploding against us, go directly to the manager, right? Go directly to the CEO, go to the pharmaceutical, I don't know, representative. And it's like, why? Why I cannot do this? Why I have to pay for this? Why my appointment is in three months? So, so maybe they will start helping us and reducing the stress that we are going through because our hands are tied. We cannot control those things. It's time for patients to advocate for themselves. So they are helping us to advocate for them. You know, I'm seeing you always with a smile on your face, but in some moments now seeing you, I have feeling you want to cry and scream because you want to help everybody. And maybe maybe I'm exaggerating, but I can see it. Um, I don't know what's happening with the, with the system in the world. Um, I think that the entire world it's in it's in a big mess, and I can see here in where I am living in Sydney that it's very difficult to come for some of my colleagues I know to um, have the MRIs and all these things, right? And just now it's just a prolonged six, seven, eight months waiting to get. Uh, those things happening and unfortunately doctors are not those ones who are scheduling the appointments the doctors are not those ones actually there's a managers as you say and everything else and uh, you know I'm, I'm thankful that you're sharing that 60 uh, percent of, of the health workers in us experience burnt out their burnout which means they can't give the 100 percent of themselves to the patients because they've been burned out and i know how ungrateful uh when somebody's ungrateful, not kind, uh, can influence you know I mean, somebody's behavior. And you say something very nice: um, be kind to health work. It's just the one thing. And I'm truly hoping that we can pass this message to the to the to the audiences, the people, because it's like without you guys, we, we cannot be healed, right? But it's up to us to really be that one who who can help you. So. Dr. Zaid, what's the happiness for you? What is the happiness for you? Well, I have different um, different types of happiness, if you want to call it like that. Okay. I, divide, I divide my happiness in different levels. Yeah. I have my personal happiness, if you want yeah. to call it like that, right? That is enjoying time yeah. with my husband, with my kids, uh, talking with my parents, um, yeah. I don't know, you know, just relaxing, uh, yeah. hear music. And then I have my professional uh, happiness because my profession really gives me happiness and I am very yeah. lucky of that. 
and I divided that in two parts too. <laughs> yes. Almost three now. So one is interacting with patients. And I want to say I have been very lucky. And the reason why you see me laughing uh, when I talk about medicine is because I have been very lucky to have very kind patients around Yes. Me. And I have received hugs and patients asking for my kids and, you know, a smile from them or showing me pictures of their weddings or the new grandkids. And, and that changed completely my day. I can be overwhelmed, tired, upset with the system. But just knowing that I create a positive relationship, that I am able to help and that I receive this appreciation, right? This That the love come back to me. That for me is vitamin for my soul. And that's the reason yes. why I love medicine. I continue doing medicine. Then I have been very lucky to be able to teach medical students, residents. And that's also something that gives me joy because I am helping them to grow up and not just as physicians, but I want them to grow up and to develop their skill as human beings, right? To yes. Be in general, not only in medicine. That's not enough. And finally, now I am doing this advocacy and, and, and in my advocacy role, uh, which is relatively new for me, but at the same time, so deep to, you know, and close to my heart. I which feel is, like, share with us, yes? Yes, it's, it's doing my book, talking with you, uh, yeah. meeting new people, trying to raise awareness and, and put my little piece to, to make this world better, not only for physicians, healthcare workers, but for all of, all of us. Kindness applied to all of, all of us. Burnout is happening around. It's not only on physicians. Um, burnout is even happening to those that do not work. It's, there is a parental burnout also. Oh and that's God. why I said, said this, this is a disease that is affecting, if you want to call it disease, condition, that is affecting our society. And something needs to change because we will we cannot sustain this type of life forever. At some point, we will collapse uh, a society and we need each other. I mean, you guys need a doctor, right? And yes. uh, I, I probably, I, I, I need, you know, someone that cuts my hair and, and I need someone in public uh, giving me the, the food. And uh, it's like, we need each other. There is nobody that is more important than others. Uh, we need to work all a society. And we world need that. World, need, world need more, more Dr. Z, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and I want to have the conversation with you without, um, you know, the, the podcast is not about just asking questions about particular topic. And I was, for the, for the one moment, I, I had the questions, I still have. But then I, as when I'm listening to you, I can see, you know, the generosity and kindness inside of you that you really want this world to be a happier place. And, you know, unfortunately, like, I think sometimes we live in a twilight zone. I literally, like, I'm, you know, when I talk to very few people close to my heart here in Sydney, they said, you know, we agreed, like, it's a twilight zone. It's like, it just, I know what's happening to the people, but it is burnouts. And, you know, you're very big advocate on these burnouts and that how burnouts can be deadly. And in our first conversation, you said how many physicians took at their own lives and, and I mean, but... Um, can I ask you one question before we wind up? Can you give me give us the one biggest 
take out what what did you learn from writing your book? What what is the biggest thing you learn while writing your book? I have it very clear. Okay. <laughs> it's very clear for me. I learned that it's okay to ask for help. Okay. It's okay to ask for help. That's that's probably one of the most difficult things to do for a type A personality that is, by the way, a physician. Yeah. We have been trained that we are supposed to be able to do everything that we don't, you know, we don't have fear, we don't yeah. get tired, <laughs> yeah. uh, we don't need help. You know, we are human beings. It's okay yes, to ask are. for help. And the most amazing thing about asking for help is that there is a lot of people there ready to help you. And that's a great feeling to know that you are not alone because we are not alone. Thank you, Dr. Zayde. Thank you. Um, you know, I come back to this one again. Uh, all what you need to, the, how do we can help the healers? It's to heal them. And the best way is to do only one thing, as Dr. Zayde says, be kind. Can I ask you, Dr. Zayde, in reverse engineering, why the people are, will be less kind and more negative or aggressive why did we have this barrier instead of saying, like, yes, Dr. Z, I understand you're busy. Thank you for help. But instead, of, I want to say, this is just a figure of speech. Yeah, Dr. Z, why I can't get my medical? Why can't I get my medicine? It's too expensive. Why we cannot be kind? Why we cannot learn to be kind? Where we, where we are in our evolution, stop being humans. So we become the pricks. Eh? It's a very, it's a very good question. Um, I will use a term that I learned a few a few years ago, which is compassion fatigue. Um, we have been in survival mode for long. COVID didn't help, for sure. Uh, I don't think that everything was caused by COVID. I just think that COVID pushed the bottom yeah. <laughs> and opened the windows for everybody to, to see what was really happening. Um, but everybody is so concerned about themselves and how they can survive life that they don't have any more energy to give something to others. When you have your, I call it the me jar, right? <laughs> my, my jar of love and happiness and health, etc. Yes. When you have it empty, right? Uh, how you will share something from your me yard to, to someone else? There's nothing in your me yard. Uh, so we need to start filling our me yards. And something that I believe that is very important to understand is that kindness, uh, and there are studies about this, by the way. It's not just that I am creating this. There are, there are studies. Uh, when you are kind to others, you are also being kind with yourself in some way. And you are also feeling your me yard because you feel satisfaction, you feel joy, uh, your hormones, neurohormones in, in, in the brain get activated. Uh, so being kind to others could be a good medicine for us too, right? When we practice kindness. So it could be a good way to start healing two individuals at the same time. The, the person that you are, you know, helping and, and yourself. 
And if so, honestly, look, I honestly, honestly, Doctor Zaid, I must say this: I truly, I really wish the world, uh, the world had more Doctor Zaid. And as I say again, you know, your smile and your positive energy, it's truly something what the world needs. And I truly believe that the people you're working with, they are same as you are, and that burnout is 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 a, is a terrible is a terrible effect for everybody. But let's go on a little bit different topic now. Where is the book launch, Doctor Z? So the ebook will be ready for the end of December, and the printed version will be ready middle of January. I don't have a precise date yet, but will be for January for sure. So I'm yes. super excited. <laughs> You're super excited. I can see it's only a few weeks left, few time, few more sleeps before the book is ready. I Doctor Z, where the people can come. Um, order pre-order your book or be the part of your launch. Can you share with us where they can come, where they can contact and, and um, order your book? Yes, so they can go to my website uh, L-I-V-E uh, and there is a link that will allow you to put your name and your email so we can reach out to you as soon as the book is is ready to be ordered yes. and um linkedin is another way to contact me they can look for dr c they will find yes. me there yes. um, and please do it because really uh i am meeting amazing people and i want to involve as many as you guys uh yes. in this journey of you know helping others while we help ourselves um let's make this contagious <laughs> Dr. Zaid, thank you very much for being with us. I'm, I'm aware that your time is a precious and, you know, day is ahead of you. And I know that many people need your assistance and help. By the way, I can see that a new artwork behind your back is growing slowly. So the kids My are very kids, creative. Yes. <laughs> My kids are helping me. <laughs> Let them. I'm wishing you, Dr. Zaid, truly um, awesome day. Um, really all thank the best. You. And, um, you know, thank you to, for being the, on the podcast live to Butterfield. To all our listeners, feel free to check the comment section below. Uh, I'm going to leave the, uh, the, sec the link where you can contact Dr. Z. And you can order the book and make a better place. And as Dr. Z said, when you're kind to yourself, when you're kind to others, I apologize, when you're kind to, your, to others, you're kind to yourself. That's a Dr. Z words. Be kind to yourself, you're kind to others as well. That's a happiness. Dr. Z, thank you very much for being my guest today. Thank you, and I send love to everyone. <laughs> thank you, Dr. Z.